Thanks, guys. Take a seat. So I'm just loving looking at all of you today. I'm seeing some, some familiar faces that I haven't seen for a while and then some other precious peeps and then the original peeps from here. And I'm just like, it's making me very, very happy. So welcome if this is kind of a, a visit or you haven't been here very much. Um, it's You just look stunning and beautiful. <laughs> um, just real quick, Rosie, where are you? There she is. I just really want to quickly um, give you a prophetic word. It's just about your name, Rosie. So as you said, I just see them as beautiful um, now I just felt like that's that thing of wearing rose-colored glasses have you heard that phrase and everything looks pink and rosy it's kind of there's a sweetness and a naivety to that but I love it like the lens of, of God the Father you know it's the way that he sees things so I love it that you're called Rosie and I love it that you just look at those real messy scary looking teenagers and go hey they're so beautiful so bless you thank you Rosie <laughs> all righty um Oh, how exciting. And Jalil, where is he gone? He's somewhere. I just, oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> um, so beautiful. Guys, are you so excited when you hear these, these things that are happening all around the city just with like regular people who have hearts that love Jesus? I love it so much. Alrighty, so I'm Lisa, as Liam said. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. Um, such a massive topic, so I'm just going to do a bit, okay? Um, so, oh, there we go. We, I've begun, apparently. So, who, <laughs> I'm going to just answer some questions about who the Holy Spirit is. Um, we're going to talk real quick about the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts, but not do that uh, in a huge way. And then I really want to get to some manifestations of the Holy Spirit and go through Scripture with that. Okay, so can you, can you hang on in there and, and it'll be fun. Thank you. Okay, so as you can already see, the Holy Spirit, there's this word paraclete. It's a Greek word. So we've used it in the church and it means uh, the things that you can see there. I'll read them out. Uh, the advocate, the intercessor, helper, comforter, teacher, one who consoles, counsellor. Uh, that word parakletos is a, is a verbal adjective, so a describing word of someone that would stand in a court of law on your team. I just love this stuff. Uh, in John 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate, uh, which is alos parakletos, another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. I'm just going to read a f oh yeah there we go a few other ways he's described in the Bible God at work on earth comforter helper advocate spirit of wisdom our guide teacher the gift of God the spirit of Jesus so we know from the Bible the Holy Spirit's not a force he's a person he has a personality we know he can be excited do you remember when John leapt in Elizabeth's womb the unborn baby and grieved so scripture tells us to not grieve the Holy Spirit uh, yeah there he is he's God um, the one God he exists eternally as father son and spirit so we call that the Trinity so God the Trinity there's three distinct persons and there's a mystery to understanding this. So I saw this great illustration the other day. Who knows what Mario Kart is? Yeah, yeah. Who's the main guys? There's two little guys. Mario and who? Luigi. That's right. Anyway, anyway. Focus, focus. <laughs> so just imagine, um, imagine you're a Mario Kart person and the whole world is Mario Kart, okay? It's all flat. It's 2D. And then imagine someone came and started to tell you about a 3D world or maybe 4D if you include time as a dimension, all right? It would be really hard for your little flat Mario Kart head to understand, You'd be like, what? No way. That's a little bit to me how it feels when we hear about the kingdom, about the Trinity, where it just stretches our brain just a little bit. Trying to wrap your head around God is a bit like that. So I kind of come to the conclusion that I'm not going to get him with my logical mind. I can understand a bit and then I understand in my spirit as well. Um, so we don't fully need to understand everything with our heads all of the time. Our culture would say that we do, but 
I would say because this is called faith, we have to exercise faith, which is not understanding everything all the time. Trinity's a bit like that. Holy Spirit's a bit like that. Is that all right? Where is the Holy Spirit in the Bible? Well, he's everywhere. (laughs) He's in the first paragraph of the first book. And this is actually so stunningly beautiful if you want to kind of do word studies on this. Um, So this is the first paragraph of Genesis. I just want to read it real quick. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now that word hovering, okay, uh, it's been described as hovering, uh, moving, blowing. So there's this Hebrew phrase, ruach Elohim, tried my best, uh, which means great wind, okay. And there's this one other place where that uh, exact word is used in scripture, in in original scripture in Deuteronomy. And that meaning is where a mother bird would flap her wings over her little birds, encouraging them to fly. I know. (laughs) Glad you liked it, Joey. Um, It is very beautiful, but... Uh, yeah, so this, I just wanted to say this, that kind of that wind and that motion and that encouragement and that creation is the Holy Spirit we see right here in Genesis and you can pretty much find him the whole way through to Revelation. If you're not sure of who the Holy Spirit is, just go through, do these little studies yourself, like sit there with a notepad, like I don't really get who he is or what he does and just um, be diligent with that book, you know. Um, we're given just so much richness in there. Um. Okay, what yep, is being filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm not used to having someone do this for me. Thanks. He's one step ahead of me. Um, imagine you were one of the disciples um, that hung with Jesus every day for three years. Imagine what you would have seen and experienced having him there all the time. It's kind of incredible. But listen to what Jesus says very interestingly. John 16 Truly I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. Um, But if I go, I'll send him to you. Jesus says that it's better for us that he goes and that we get the Holy Spirit. Jesus also says in John 14, he won't leave us as orphans. And in Romans 8, we know that verse, the Abba Father verse, where his spirit confirms in our spirit who we are and who he is. We, we cry, Abba, Daddy, from, from his spirit in us. I love how the message puts it. This resurrection life you receive from God is adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits, confirms who we really are. We know who he, he, who he is. We know who we are, so father and children. Isn't that beautiful? That's what the Holy Spirit does in us. <clears throat> uh, the next verse is Ephesians. There we go. And the thing I just want you to notice, read, read all these things. I can give you these um, scriptures at the end if you want them. But just that part where it says Christ dwells in us you know it's that's the spirit of God who makes his home in us which is just stunning and beautiful make taking up residence in our hearts all right next question who's filled with the Holy Spirit thank you Liam Old Testament, a lot of you guys will know this hopefully so it was certain people at certain times for certain tasks um who knows the first person was filled with the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament? I'm going to tell you anyway, but this is super interesting, I think. Okay, so the first person that was filled with the power of God that we're told, told is filled with the Spirit was not a prophet or a, a priest, but a super ordinary person who worked with his hands. So in Exodus 31, the Holy Spirit anoints a dude called Bezalel to make artistic designs for work in gold. He's a craftsman, basically, works in wood and all kinds of craftsmanship. He's making things for the tabernacle, yeah? I also That rocks me as well because I like arty things, Julie. Um, so I love creativity, but I just love he was an ordinary person. He wasn't a priest or a prophet or anyone particularly. I love that God loves ordinary people. Do you love that? I do. He looks at hearts and not at the outward flashy things that we like looking at. <clears throat> 
Um, I really, I do have a theory about beauty and the power of beauty to show who God is, but I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> so some of the people um, in the Old Testament to be filled with the Holy Spirit, who remembers Samson? Big dude, hair, weakness for women. Um, Gideon? Scared guy, hiding, who doesn't think he can do anything. And, and actually, what does God say when he comes to him? A mighty man of God, that's how he addresses him. This is a man hiding away from... I just love, it's really quite funny when you read this book. Um, Isaiah is another person. Lots of people, or a handful of people in the Old Testament filled with the Holy Spirit to do a certain task at a certain time. So you'll find they all had their flaws, all those people, all found their purpose in God and they all did mighty things. So just this small amount of people had that experience. Until when? What was that big thing that happened? Pentecost. So let's go. New Testament, anyone who believes in Jesus. Pentecost. I'll tell you a quick bit about Pentecost. There's a Jewish harvest called Shavuot. Jalil, can you help me sometimes? Help me. (laughs) It's called Shavuot. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, It was also called the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of um, First Fruits. Yeah, no, Simon Weeks. I thought of that when I was writing this. Um, Feast of, or the first fruits. (laughs) It was on this, so that's why the disciples were gathered together. Because there was this big festival happening and and they were there. And so that was the day, there's about 120 of them. We know in Acts, um, they're gathered there. We all know what happens, the wind, the mighty wind and the the tongues of fire. So kind of cool that it was the the first fruits festival. So because these people became, I guess, the first fruits of a spiritual harvest, didn't they? The first human beings, yeah, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's beautiful. So in Acts 2, when the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, a gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in different languages as the Spirit prompted them. So Pentecost changed everything, didn't it? Um, Filling people with the Holy Spirit. But it was not without some confusion. Who's familiar with what happens next? Yes. And so this, Peter has to get up and go, hey, everybody, let's get the story straight. They're not drunk like you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is what, and then he quotes from the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy. Now, it's a little bit tricky to see, but can you see I've highlighted some words? Okay, pour out my spirit on what kind of people? Every kind. Um... Sons, who's a son here? Who's a daughter here? <laughs> if you didn't raise your hands, I don't know. I don't know. You're all either a son or a daughter of somebody. Who's young here and who's old here? I'm going to be both right now. <laughs> okay, pretty much everyone qualifies. Do we all fit into this? Yes, we do. How incredible, how amazing, and how different to what it was in the Old Testament. So it's inclusive regardless of your gender, your age, just any young, old, anyone that wants the Holy Spirit can have him. It's the promise. He is the promise for those disciples of Jesus. He's the free gift from the grace of God. Melissa Halser, who's a worship leader, describes the Holy Spirit as the crescendo of the cross. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. So anyone who said yes to Jesus has the Holy Spirit living in them. And I, but I also love the Bible describes him as a deposit, guaranteeing there's more to come. I take that as an open invitation. <laughs> I'm like, excellent. I can never get enough of this eternal God. I can't reach the end of him. I don't think I can on earth and I really only, I don't even think I will in heaven. I feel like attorney's going to be like, there's another side of his face I've never seen. There's another side of his face I've never seen. He's God, isn't he? I don't think I'll go, oh, I've worked it out. I can see what he looks like. All of it is going to be this, to me, a continuous adventure 
of discovering more of who he is and how beautiful and the depths of love. I just can't, there'll be colours I've never seen. There's just a whole lot of God that I can't even fathom that I'm glad we have eternity. (laughs) We won't get to the end of him is what I'm trying to say. Okay, what does the Holy Spirit do? He fills our hearts with God's love, which we talked about before, Abba Father. It produces fruit in Galatians 5. So we know there's the nine fruits, there's nine gifts as well. So the fruit is peace, patience, kindness, love, gentleness, self-control, joy, goodness and faithfulness. And the Holy Spirit, there we go, fruit and gifts, he also gives us the desire and the power we need to overcome addictive or damaging habits, hey? So these can range from a number of things, from substance addiction to unhealthy, hidden thought lives to anger or um, quick temper um, to loving your enemies. You know, some of the, you know, like hanging out with your family in a good way. Who knows? I mean, it can be huge habits and addictions and then you're like, can I just be actually kind of nice to the people in my house that I live with? We need the Holy Spirit, don't we? We really do. Who's got little kids that sometimes you're like, we really need peace, we need patience, we need kindness, we need it, need it, need it so much. We need him. Um, some of these things we get instant freedom from by the Holy Spirit and some of these things he gives us day-by-day power to overcome. So I just want to encourage you with that. You know, if you're somewhere in between, like on a particular thing with the Lord, um, it's really okay. Some things you get that incredible one encounter with God and it's sorted and other other things you walk through longer with him but he gives you day by day power to overcome yeah so he lives in us he's with us all the time he fills our hearts with the love of God he's a spirit to spirit connection that we have with Abba Father he's seen in us through the good fruit in our life And then if (laughs) I felt like this, wait, there's more. That's like awesomely great. He also gives gifts. But that's just what the Father's like, isn't it? So generous. So 1 Corinthians 13. I'm just going to race through these. Not because I don't value them, but they need, uh, uh, if we're doing this series, we're going to have time on maybe just the gifts, what they are and how to use them. We won't do that today. But they are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, working of miracles, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. All the cool, fun stuff, hey? How do we see the work of the Holy Spirit, move of the Holy Spirit? I just want to talk about this word manifestation. Who's heard that word? Yeah. Who uses that word in any other context of life? Oh, none of us, no. Okay, so (laughs) let's not be too churchy with our words. We need to understand what we're talking about, yeah? Okay, so the word manifestation in the dictionary, it just says it's an event, action, object that just shows or embodies something abstract or theoretical. Um, A version of something or someone that are an appearance possibly of a spirit. So that's pretty much what the dictionary says. So for me, if something's made manifest, it just means you can see it. Yeah? Glory City Church is the name of this church. So God's glory, right, is his presence made manifest. Right? So just pulling apart the name of who we are, because that actually means something. So Glory City, we want to see, so glory being God's presence being seen, in the city that we're in. That's what we're about, in case you're wondering. (laughs) I love it. Um, So manifestations of the Holy Spirit, when we say those big long words, it just means all the stuff that you can see with your eyes that the Holy Spirit's doing. So I can see easily like fruit and gifts of the Holy Spirit when I'm looking at people. The fruit just comes out of some... Fruit's delicious, isn't it? So some people are like really delicious to be around, don't you reckon? They're just like the the big peace person that just walks up to you and you're like, oh, it's so nice being near you and you kind of want to soak it in. So that's those easy manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk a little bit about some trickier, more interesting ones in a minute because I don't feel like we talk about it that much. So there's no um, Christian expression or denomination that I know of that doesn't go for the fruit of the Spirit. Everyone's A-OK with that. 
There's a number that are A-OK with the gifts of the Spirit. There's a number that are like not OK with that, meaning they don't believe in it for today. Just, just a heads up if you hadn't noticed that. <laughs> if you're not sure what we're about, we are A-OK with the, with the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I do, having grown up in um, a real openness to the Holy Spirit, pretty much from when I was a Christian, that was what I was introduced, walked straight into, um, discovered the Holy Spirit by myself in my bedroom reading um, reading this, these verses and just saying to him, well, okay, good, I'll, uh, yes, please. Like, I was, I'm up for that. So my Holy Spirit encounter was by myself in my bedroom. Um, I was really just picking what I wanted because when you're that age, I was a teenager and I was like, um, word of, what did I want? I didn't really want wisdom or tongues. I found that a bit strange. I was like, oh, I'll go for like miracles and maybe prophecy. <laughs> like, you know, why not? Why not ask? So that's what I was asking for. Strangely, I did actually speak in tongues in that, in that encounter with God and I um, just sat on the floor kind of in, enjoying God's presence. So... Um, so from there, this is, I guess, my normal, but what I've really come to appreciate is when you see the gifts of the Spirit, the move of the Spirit, and, and love, 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 being the thing that we're known for. Um, I like it when Paul talks about, you know, don't do all the tricks without love because you like a really annoying clanging cymbal or a gong. I'm like, yes, because I feel like I've probably seen a bit of that probably by now in different places and things so I really want to say yes to all the things like all the amazing tricks (laughs) the the flashy fun gifts and I love the fruit but I really want us to be known by by love by the way that we love God and we love each other Jesus says that's really what we're going to be known for that's how people are going to know we belong to him not that we have the tricks although I love the tricks I mean gifts when I say tricks Okay, the phrase for the common good, you find that in Corinthians 12.7. And so this is really what I'm talking about, for the profit of all, um, so we can help each other. We need to be known by our love. And at the same time, we're clearly told to be filled with the Spirit. So the, in Ephesians, oh, we've jumped. But in Ephesians, it talks about being, this, being filled with the Spirit. And the tense of that word, that being filled, is a, is a present tense. Does that make sense? It's not like just be filled one time it's an ongoing filling that's what I'm trying to point out so I say yes to that again knowing I can't reach the end of him I always want more of him as much as my poor little human brain and body can take I'll have it yes please (laughs) all right so we want to desire the giver not just the gift or the encounter but when we desire the giver he gives us the the lot (laughs) Um, I'm going to talk about, so manifestations of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to talk about them as power encounters in Scripture, okay? I'm going to call them power encounters today. Uh, I've lost Liam, but that's okay. I'm just going to go through. So power encounters in the Bible. (laughs) I know. You can stay. We'll just stay on this one. I don't know if you can even read it. There's so many, okay? So when I started to look for power encounters in the Bible, you realise quite quickly that Pentecostals didn't make up these things um, that is all through the Bible. So I'm going to just go through them right now. So the first one I'm going to talk about is when people fall to the ground. I guess a bunch of you might have seen this, you might have wondered about this. I'm just going to quickly list who. Okay, John falls to the ground, the disciples, soldiers, Ezekiel, Daniel, large numbers of people, priests and then priests again. The funniest one I thought was Ezekiel. If you read Ezekiel, he just keeps falling to the ground. He's like just a bit useless. And then they get him up again and then he falls to the ground. So poor Ezekiel. Okay, so with that one, uh, if you've seen it happening um, when the Holy Spirit comes into a room or you're praying for someone or you could be on the street, um, for me, one of the most interesting ones of this was when I was praying wasn't praying I was just in someone's lounge room with um, my husband Dave and we were telling them about Jesus and they weren't Christians and um, the woman was on her couch and she just slid down her couch and she said what is that (laughs) yeah you know um, I was like well I think Jesus just walked into the room and then we just got to talk to her about what's happening to her 
So often the person becomes more and more aware of God's presence and it becomes weightier on a person and they gradually fall to the ground. In Hebrew, the word is kavod. It describes the weight of God's presence. Drunk in the spirit. Sorry, it's tiny writing up there. The 120 disciples um, is where a great example of this one. It looks like laughter or joy. They can't walk. It just looks like it. a drunk person. <laughs> Uh, Laughter, joy and gladness, we're told in Romans 14. The kingdom of uh, God is joy in the spirit. One of the fruits of the spirit is joy and laughter and singing. Uh, With that one, I guess I just want to say, some people have said you shouldn't laugh in church or I don't know, I'm really okay with it. (laughs) That's all I really want to say. Not going to go into it. Trembling, people are in Daniel, people near Daniel trembled, Daniel trembled, the disciples trembled and the tomb guards trembled. Shaking, okay, the people shook when Moses got the Ten Commandments. The mountain that Moses was on, that's that's a mountain everybody, and buildings in Acts. Shook. Could be. I would go like tremble, shake. <laughs> That's just my thinking. <laughs> what? Please. Oh. I'm not doing that again. Okay. Speechless. Sorry, it cut off down the bottom. So people were speechless. Shh. Focus, focus. Speechless, exactly, funny. Okay, Daniel was speechless, Ezekiel was speechless, Zechariah was speechless. Just read your Bible and look for this if you're interested. Weeping. Uh, Weeping is really everywhere through the Bible. Jesus wept, lots of people wept in the Bible. And it can be things like this, inner healing, a burden or intercession, repentance, tears of joy, the tenderness of God. Mourning over spiritual dullness. There's a whole lot of different, um, yeah, there we go. So, again, you can come grab these verses if you'd like them. Uh, Trances, open vision. Trance, when I say that, do you think new age? Maybe, I don't know. They're in the Bible, everybody. How exciting. So, Peter had a trance. Paul had a, went into a trance. Um, Balaam some of the people that experience trances or an open vision. So when we say open vision, we mean with your natural eyes. Yeah, not, a, not your spiritual eyes. Um, this one's interesting, pockets of power. I didn't really know how to say that. Or walking into an anointing. This is what happened to Saul in First Samuel when Saul sends a group of men towards a group of prophesying prophets, right? And they all just become prophets like they all start to prophesy and Saul's like and then he sends a second group of men to the prophets and they all start to prophesy and he's like sends a third group of men to the prophets they all start to prophesy after the third one Saul's like I will just go myself and then he goes and he starts to prophesy and he becomes one of the prophesying prophets (laughs) that that thing or walking into an anointing it's just a funny thing. I think I've seen it a few times in my life. Where's Dave? There's Dave, my husband. Dave would explain. He was at um, a healing conference with Randy Clark, who's um, really well known for physical healing and miracles and, um, and words of knowledge. So Dave actually got called out the front to have a red hot go with words of knowledge and physical healing. And suddenly Dave was like, I just, as soon as he walked up, he was like, I just got words of knowledge. He got a really specific words. It was like he stepped in and under something where it was just there and he could do it. Super interesting. Tricky to, this is where my 2D Mario Kart brain goes, but why? I don't really understand it. Hmm. Okay, travelling by the spirit. Crazy, crazy. We're in crazy land now. (laughs) It's a crazy book, that Bible. Okay, Philip... Philip was taken to another place. Ezekiel goes to another place in a vision. Paul and John went to heaven. Um, was it Elijah that tucked his cloak into his, I don't know, it says he tucks his cloak into his undies maybe, I don't know, and runs to beat a chat. Like that was like a, a supernatural moving or running or supernatural super fast running. There's, there's more than what I'm telling you is what I'm saying. Um, fire, sort of fire falling out of heaven, a pillar of fire, 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 fire. It's 
It's all through the Old Testament. It's in Acts again and it's in Revelation as well. Um, some of the strange ones I've just popped on at the end are a talking animal. Weird. Yeah. Um, walking on water, wrestling or traveling with angels, um, people with shining faces, visiting heaven, and much, much more. Who didn't realize the Bible was such a weird book? Or who? <laughs> it's a super weird book, isn't it? It's incredible. Um, a lot of these things can be offensive to our minds. I've heard it said that God will often offend the mind to reveal the heart. So we, we don't and we won't always understand the things that God does because he's God and we are not. Okay. <laughs> um, God sometimes offends the mind to do, reveal the heart. Is that the bit? Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but he's given his, us his Holy Spirit who lives in us to counsel us and teach us. So... I would just say, if you're in the middle of something that you don't understand, ask the counsellor, ask the teacher, what is going on? Rather than freak out or go, I've never seen that before, I don't understand that, because we won't always understand things. God is God, you know, he can actually do what he wants. Um, yeah, he, in James, he, it just says God generously gives wisdom, <laughs> you know. He just, just ask him in the moment. I don't get it. I don't understand. And, and he, he lives in us and he will teach us. Uh, there's a beautiful um, description. Jesus talks about being filled with the Spirit, born again and filled with the Spirit. It's that weird, like, can someone be born again? What is that thing? Um, I just loved how it said in John 3, I think this is the message. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a baby you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. It's that same... Uh, wind hovering over that we see in Genesis. So don't be surprised when I tell you you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you've got no idea where it comes from or where it's head headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above by the wind of God, the Spirit of God. I really love that verse about the wind and the trees and I just really relate to that with God. I feel like in moments I can look at something and go, oh, that's God. You know, like if you see a tree moved in the wind, oh, yeah, there he is. I don't know why. I don't know where he came from. I don't know where he's going to. But in that moment, like when Jesus says, I just do what I see the Father doing, I feel like he can show us, hey, I'm doing this thing. And you're like, good, I'll jump in with that. I'll join you with that. I don't have to understand why, what you're doing next. I don't know. I, I just I find that really beautiful, that, that kind of seeing him like that. Um, so in the natural, if someone stuck their fingers into an electrical socket, a live one, do you think their body could possibly do things, <laughs> look different? I think it probably could. Um, I just think sometimes with an empowering encounter with the Holy Spirit, sometimes we see things that we don't understand, but I always just think, well, he's greater than electricity. He actually made electricity. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. I feel like our little human bodies would react in some way um, to God because he's God. So I just have to be okay with seeing things that I don't understand. Uh, so power encounters, Holy Spirit, it can be, although I've just talked about lots of um, noisy, moving, loud things, it can also be super, super quiet. So I'm not saying these are the way that the Holy Spirit moves on a human being. Is that, a, does that, is that good? I would hate to think, we're like, oh, if you're not shaking or falling over, it's not good. <laughs> or if you just that person just stands and never falls or sits or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit too. <laughs> It's all about in here, isn't it? 
It's a quiet, gentle and deep work of the Holy Spirit as well. Other things that can happen in a Holy Spirit encounter is a demonic thing can manifest. Who's seen that before? Some of us. Um, I just think it's like God doing a little spring clean. (laughs) Can we be okay with this? I'm like, if it's happened to you or you're there, just go, oh, cool, he's just cleaning out some, make it a bit more room for more of him and just, you know. And if it happens to you, I just think, just go, yes, yes, yes. There should be no shame attached to this. It should be just like, yeah, he's doing a spring clean in my life. How exciting. Um, Jesus always leaves us better than we were. He always makes everything new. He's, he's just the best person that you want to meet. So the spirit of Jesus, he is the best one to come and minister to us. Gee, he's beautiful. Um, okay, praying. If you're praying for people or even just trying to work out sometimes what's going on. Uh, I'm going to tell a story in a bit about my kind of teenage years, but... This I did a lot. I prayed with people who were older and wiser. I just like followed them around. (laughs) um, I was just like the 18-year-old just standing next to them and watching, not even praying. I just watch. And I just learnt that way. And so I watched um, some really beautiful things I'm going to share in a minute actually. But things to look for. Look for fruit like Jesus tells us to, Matthew 7. Pray with the older, wiser person. Ask the Holy Spirit in the moment what's going on. Keep it real and ask the person. If you're standing with someone and they're having something going on, you don't have to be quiet and like just wait till they're finished. I just interview people. <laughs> you can have amazing discernment from God and then you can interview people. I just go for both. So I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling a bit like, and then I'll say to the person, how are you feeling? And if they're like, I'm hor- I feel horrible, I feel terrible, and I'm like, mm, that's not Holy Spirit, that might be something else. Yeah, keep it real. Don't jump to conclusions or assume. Keep your eyes open and watch, that's the other thing. You can shut your eyes and pray. It's also really great to just watch things happen. The what for, to be Jesus on the earth, that is really true. It's been there for quite some time. Um... I just love, Liam said this a while ago, that you know, Satan thought that he had won and Jesus was dead and it was just this supremely beautiful plan of God to replicate Jesus into us and there's suddenly a million zillion Jesuses on the earth. Went horribly wrong for Satan in that moment because of God's great strategy. So isn't that beautiful? That's what we get to be, Jesus on the earth, filled with the Spirit just like Jesus was and him on the earth. <clears throat> so God is a good father. He sends his refreshing, renewing, his strength, his boldness and power through the Holy Spirit. I remember once chatting with a friend and I was like, oh, are you going to go and get prayer? Or I can't remember, we're probably in a churchy setting. And they're like, no, I'm good. There's nothing wrong. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with me either that I, well, there is. But there's nothing hugely pressing for me either in this moment. But I will, this is just me, guys. So I'm just being myself. I will always go and get prayer. I will always get anyone to lay their hands on me. Um, I just really value that and I just also know I need it. I need him all the time, all the time. So I'm not worried about that. Maybe I have just so many problems. <laughs> but I'm not worried about that either. Um, being filled with the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 5, I've mentioned this, this present tense, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Another translation says, drink the Spirit of God, huge drafts of him. First Thess- Thessalonians says, don't put out the Spirit's fire. So even if this is all super familiar to you, I just want, to hear, want you to hear the invitation for more as I speak. Um. Yes, so I'm just going to tell a real quick, quick, quick last story to finish off with. So um, Liam is actually going to talk about some uh, revival history, yeah? I think he is. He's nodding. Um, Histories of revival, moves of the spirit through the ages. Um, I I love this, by the way. So I love reading history and looking for God. So like the Renaissance, oh, Dark Ages, who knows the Dark Ages? Yes. Who knows the Renaissance? Yes. Quick guess, where was, what was happening in the world in a spiritual sense in the Dark Ages? What could have been happening in the Renaissance? Does this not make you like, oh. So look at the Renaissance, this huge art movement and architecture and thinking and education. You're like, that just sounds like life, doesn't it? So you're like, oh, I feel like probably there was a move of the Holy Spirit during that time. 
So as we've gone on, these things have become more documented in more recent years. So you can read revival history and what happened in Wales or what happened in Africa or... Do you know what I mean? If you've never read this stuff before, do. Or even look for what could have been happening throughout history. I find it exciting. So exciting. I just get so excited by this stuff. So there's been sort of a history of revivals. I'm going to tell you a little bit about a renewal... I guess I'd call it, it was more known for that. It happened in the 1990s. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Two hands. Three hands, yay. So I'm a bit older than some of you guys. So I I was a teenager in the 90s and there was a move of the Holy Spirit that happened in a number of countries. Um, The way I remember it, so there's me, I've got three sisters and there's three girls, sorry, and my brother and my parents and we were hugely impacted by this. So my parents in an Anglican church, so not not your kind of normal suspects I guess for this kind of a thing. So this thing that began, um, it's such a long story but I'll try and make it short. It really was happening in, in Toronto. My parents ended up flying there, getting on a plane and flying there. I could talk again about God can come to us, we don't have to go to God, but I'm just right now, I'm just telling a story about, I guess, hunger in my parents for like, what is this thing that we keep hearing of? It also was called the Father's Blessing. It happened, it began on Father's Day and it was characterised with people experiencing the love of the Father. That's pretty much what it was, like many, many experiences for people but they came away saying it was about the Father. My dad said he walked in thinking God's going to say some amazing thing to me or some big revelation and all he kept hearing was the Father saying, I love you son, I love you son, I love you son. And my dad just, so my mum and dad spent a week or so there um, on the floor (laughs) pretty much hours and hours so just if you don't know what happened in those days it was where um, probably thousands maybe a million people went into that place in during those years church would run 24 7 13 years without stopping church ran 24 7 they closed church for one hour to change the toilet rolls and clean the bathrooms because you got to do that and then um and then it's on. So 3 a.m. in the morning, it's, it's just on. So that's what happened. And then that thing went all over the world. And so I remember it as when it came to Melbourne um, and the people that had been there, I've heard this phrase, you know, things are caught, sometimes caught, not taught. It was like that. They would put their hands on and the same kind of power encounters that they were seeing there began to happen here. And that's where I was a teenager just hanging around going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So in a room like this, I remember, you know, um, there was a church that just started to do that. It's the in Dingley, actually. But anyway, that started to do those continuous meetings. And I remember walking in and, and the whole um, room was had hit the floor. Like, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it again. Um, I remember me and my sisters having these experiences. We were just young and we were like, yeah, give me God. We just ran up the front, yeah, pray for me, you know. And we would often have lots of different, um, I guess, the power encounter things happen to us. But I remember being on the floor and then kind of after spending time having these huge just kind of encounters where God just said to me, just, I love you, I love you. I just love, like just his presence, you know, and I just couldn't move. And I just couldn't move. I had to let him love me. I had to receive. And then just even trying to get out sometimes, I remember, you'd end up crawling over bodies, over people, like in a room, imagine. I mean, it was just, I've never seen anything like it. So I think that's what I was born into as a Christian. And then none of us could drive, oh, me and my, my brother and my sisters. And we'd be like, oh, where's mum and dad? And we'd be like, well, there's mum in the corner giggling her head off and dad's under the chairs. So we would just be like, oh, well, we're just going to hang around. But because we were there, we saw just so much stuff going on. We, we just saw such beautiful things happening. Um, saw a lot of deliverance but it was just like I remember the guy at the front um, was speaking and just saying Lord just come do what you want and this woman started screaming her head off and and the guy goes well she's gonna feel a whole lot better when she goes home tonight <laughs> like she just had a whole lot of freedom happen and she was a whole lot better I also saw things like um I saw a man you know as I'm crawling over trying to get out through the 
all over the people or the bodies. There's a man lying back, weeping, and he, he was like the, he was like the, he looked like he was on the cross, right? I don't know what encounter he was happening. They're, they're just the things you see as you go through. You're like, wow, okay, good. Um, I saw just deliverance and healing and we just watched it. We were teenagers, we just like absorbed all this stuff and, and I was just like, oh, this is the God in the Bible that does things, that talks, that's the one that I want. <laughs> I didn't just want the religious nice Christians. Um, they were nice Christians but I really, really needed him to be real, you know. Um, yeah, so just those memories are really, really beautiful. Again, they were in church settings and sometimes they weren't. We saw them when we were teenagers. We had bunches of people just come to our house because they knew that we loved to worship. Actually, the Braddies, you guys remind me so much of my family when we were growing up. Um, a lounge room that is always up for worship and people. And, um, and because of that, we just saw the presence of God in our lounge room. And we did see other people slide off their chairs onto the floor and just all sorts of just all sorts. <laughs> and so it was really, really beautiful. It was my parents and us kids. So again, what Jay was just saying about family, it's so true. So much of what the world craves is family, but even a family that's just open to the room, the Holy Spirit, has a lounge room that's available for people to slide off chairs and onto the floor and you just minister to them. And then you might have ministry together. Do you know what I mean? All mixed in together. <laughs> That's all the love of God, isn't it? You know? Um, so that's really what I wanted to share today. It was a, a bit on some of those more unusual manifestations, I guess, that really are all through the book. Um, I wanted to share a little bit of my story because I've just learnt to value so much the move of the Holy Spirit, whether I can understand it or not. And if I see something weird, I just ask him. <laughs> I just ask him. I don't assume. I won't judge. I'm just like, yeah, haven't seen that before. But Lord, <laughs> is that you? What are you doing? And and um, so I guess I just want to ex- uh, encourage you. If you if part of your head feels like Mario Kart head, and you're like, I just haven't experienced this stuff. I don't understand it, or it's not for me, or someone else. They always do that, but I never do. Just. I guess just submit your mind to him if it's your head that stops you. So I just might lead us in a prayer, if that's okay. So let's just talk to Jesus. Jesus, we just love you so much. We honour you as the king. And we want to submit the whole of ourselves to you, King Jesus. So in the name of Jesus, we submit our minds. If that's the thing that's stopping us from receiving the more of the Holy Spirit, we submit our minds to you, Jesus. Jesus, we submit our whole selves. I just feel like we just, there's people in here, you just need to really submit your imagination. Some of you have been told that your imagination is is not good or can't be trusted. I just want to encourage you, you've got a sanctified imagination. You've been given the mind of Christ. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So God, we just want to say yes and that we trust you, no matter what the encounter is like. Thank you, we don't have to fear you. You're such a good father. You're so kind and tender with us. Thank you, God. So come, Holy Spirit. Guys, if you want to just um, symbolically, you can put your hands out. This is not a magical thing we know. It's just a gesture. It's a posture of saying, God, whatever you have, I want to receive it. The way I perceive you is, is, is a good father who gives good gifts to his children. some of you it might be just like um, it's almost like popping the top off where I've put a lid on you Lord I repent I don't want to put a lid on who you are I don't want to put you in a box anymore God 
So I say yes to you, Lord. I say yes to your rule and reign in my life. Yes to you, Holy Spirit. I trust you and I trust you to minister to me. You can be trusted. So fill me again, God. Fill me so I can be poured out into the world. Fill me so I can be poured out into the world. Fill me again, God. Open my eyes. Let me see you. Let me experience you. So I just, I just release all those things I just spoke about from the Bible, the dreams and, and prophecy and um, trances or visions or anything of the more of God, the letting go of even what your body might do and just going, I don't even care if I look foolish or ridiculous. I don't care anymore. I just want more of you, God. I don't care. You know, I repent of fearing what people think of me. I don't want to care anymore. I just want you to consume me, God. You bought me for a price. So you deserve the whole of me back. You gave the whole of you for me. So I give the whole of me for you. Holding nothing back. All in, I'm all yours, God. Father, we want to be a people that are all in, all yours. Full of your love, full of your power, full of your goodness. We love you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. We honour you. We honour the work that you do in our lives. You satisfy and yet we're so hungry for more. Our hunger comes from not, not from starving orphans but from um, sons and daughters. We're not orphans but we're hungry and we're allowed to ask for more. So just now in your heart or even out loud if you need to, just ask him. He's such a good father. He promises to give his Holy Spirit. You know, there's that verse about, you know, if you ask for this, would I give you this? It's an egg and a scorpion and all those things. It's pretty much, if you ask the father for something good, would he give you something bad? And then he says, ask for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Yes, God. Joey, could you come up and and, uh, just play something? (laughs) Guys, just keep meeting with the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to have a few people that are available up the front here if you want to come up. If you just need to, like, make a prophetic kind of act, sometimes it is getting up out of your seat or taking a step. It's just saying, hey, I just do want more. I'm not afraid to stand up and say it. If you need to do that, that's awesome. Yeah, why don't we all stand? If you need to get kids, bring them in the room. If you need to get them, go get them.